redo this. We're gonna redo this. We're gonna redo this. They oh, know. I lost it. I looked over. I can't deal with this. Welcome to Fluent Grace, a podcast for students about speaking the gospel into the everyday, ordinary stuff of life. You've got questions, we've got answers. Or at least we'll search the scriptures and see how the gospel of grace should inform a response to the questions you have. We love Jesus and we love students, and we hope students will grow to love Jesus more as they encounter Jesus' amazing love for them. Our music for the show is Felix Culpa by King's Kaleidoscope. What's happening, podcast world? Tim Wilson here. Welcome back into Fluent Grace Podcast. We are here, second episode in the double digits. We're at episode number 11. So, as a, as a wise man once said, if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to the first few, <laughs> go binge listen now while you still can. So He's so wise. He is wise. That's why we have him on here. That's right. <laughs> wiser than he looks, wiser than his age would indicate. Wiser than the baby blue shirt he's wearing. Colin Sherrill, everybody. <laughs> What's happening, guys? Good to be back. If you didn't see that uh, amazing quote that was put out on the socials today, you could like and share it because I think it's going to be very popular one day. That may be our first viral quote. Yeah, I think it's going to be. <laughs> so go check it out, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, it's by Colin Sherrill himself, so you know the wisest man at this table. Uh, Truth. I take full credit for it. Full credit. 90% of my stuff's not quotable. Appropriate. <laughs> oh, it's very quotable. <laughs> it's quotable, just not appropriate. True. Go share that quote. Get us a few likes and follows and listens and all that stuff, because the more folks listen to it and like it and share it, uh, the more we can get sit around here and keep doing this. So uh, as much as we love uh, just sitting around and hanging out, it's a little better when we got a few folks that listen to it, so. We do appreciate picking up the fifth listener last week. That was nice. Uh, that was that was really big. Was it our forkies? No, we <laughs> lost all them. Oh, you know? yeah, we lost all them, but we picked up a couple couple of others. So we've lost all the Latter Day Saints, all the Mississippians, and all the Forklands. Yeah. Oh goodness. So the fact that we're still like above zero is is, <laughs> is a positive. So while we're here, folks. <laughs> There are some things in life you don't understand, you just go with, and that's one of those things. I don't understand why people still listen, but for those that do and are listening right now, thank you and we love you. Like we said a couple weeks ago, if we had t-shirts, we'd give you one, but we don't, so we'll just voice our appreciation. (laughs) And what better way to voice appreciation than to play another round of the Fluent Grace Games? Let's go. What is up? We haven't done that in a few weeks, so let's bring that bad boy back. Cue up the old Fluent Grace Games music. Last time, we're all just sitting here imagining the music that I'm gonna put over. Uh, we're all getting hyped up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, as you uh, find folks are actually listening to the music, you're enjoying it as much as we're imagining it. So, so 
So what's going to happen here is I have a list of uh, abbreviations or slang that is used in text messages and emails, primarily among students. I will give one of those out. Tyler and Colin will be competing to see who, who can be the first one to answer three correct. So best out of five, the winner will take home the prize of a brand new bag of sweet and salty mix straight from cars. I only want the M&M's. You know, I heard a guy say that trail mix is just M&M's with obstacles. <laughs> That's also a wise person. I feel like I've heard that before. I wish I could take full credit for that one because that would definitely go viral. Apparently, it has gone viral since you're, you know, quoting it, and they're not sure where it came from. That's, that's true. So somebody somewhere said it, and now Colin's quoting it on a podcast. So they've made it. Hashtag viral. There we go. Buzz in with your name or other appropriate sound effect. <laughs> Colin's changes every week. Tyler stays the same. So there you mm-hmm. go. If you don't recognize the sound, it's Collins. If it's a loud, annoying beep, it's Tyler's. That's right. (laughs) Here we go. Question number one. What does ratchet mean? Ratchet. Huh. Yes, Colin. Colin is going to say that ratchet... He just spoke about himself. (laughs) Third person. (laughs) This for some reason this happens on the first question, right? Every time the we Colin do, says this. Every time we do this, the first question it's the Colin. Look, when you're as that, wise as I am, you have to speak in third person sometimes. <laughs> um, the Colin says that ratchet is when someone is dressed or acting not normal, different. Close. Oh. I'll give Tyler a shot at it because it's not close enough. I think ratchet means whack. Stupid. Obnoxious. One of the things I like about playing these games with Tyler is he gets so close to the right answer. Dang it. But then at the very end, he throws in the exact right answer. Oh. Ratchet. Loud, obnoxious, or trashy. Oh. There we go. Tyler one, Colin zero. Sucker. Here we go. That's actually a word that uh, that at least one of our students uses on a regular basis, and it cracks me oh. up every time it's used. I do live in the hood, so it probably helps. I have an advantage. That's true. You do. Have you ever heard that word used in either conversation or electronic means? I have. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Question number two. Shade. What does shade mean? <laughs> yes, Tyler. Shade refers to when you want to throw shame on somebody or ignore them or throw negative feedback their way. Close, not exact. Dang it. <laughs> Close enough. Beat Colin. That. Beat it. The Colin. Huh? B. Colin is going to say that shade is when you are speaking of another person Badly, you are finding their faults and flaws, throwing shade at them. Kind of sounds just like what I said, Colin. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw I out. thought I'm your just, answer was correct. I'm so just going to just throw that out there. <laughs> I, thought I better get right. the point here. <laughs> well, uh, Colin used the correct word, though, so. Let's <laughs> go. Oh. To, to throw shade just means simply to talk badly about a person or thing. 
we're going to have our first censorship in this episode. <laughs> Beep! Number three, tied up one to one. Basically, I just didn't want Tyler to get that because then it'd be 2 0 and the game would be over quicker. So here we yeah, go. Basically. One to one. Question number three Shook. Huh? Yes, Colin. Shook is when something catches you off guard. You were not ready for it. You've been shook. Tyler, do you have the exact I wording? I don't. Uh, uh, captured. Uh, I don't. I don't know. No, I don't. Captured. Captured attention. I don't know. Why well, is the first thing that came to mind that old Christian worship song? Capture me with grace. I don't know that one. Come on, rescue. Do you nope. know that one? Nope. We sang it three weeks ago. I thought that was a homeschool song. <laughs> we sang it three weeks ago. Come on, Colin. You were probably running sound for that song. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, uh, Colin. Okay. Uh, what are we? Uh, what word? What shook? Uh, the answer is shocked or upset. So, Colin, you got that one. Let's go. Yeah. Didn't get the right word, but it was close enough. It was close Since enough. Tyler had nothing for I us. I had nothing. Yeah, that wasn't uh, that wasn't hood enough, I guess. No, it wasn't. Uh, how about this? T, T E A. Yes, Tyler. A leafy thing that you break down into a powder and put in boiling water to drink. Tea. T-E-A. Huh? <laughs> yes, Kyle. No, that's incorrect, by the way, Kyle. Uh, a tea is uh, what your young... Um, daughter comes up to you and asks you to <laughs> come and have a tea with her, uh, her and her, her Barbie dolls, and uh, yeah, that's a tea. Uh, Tyler, when your young daughter grows up a little bit and asks you to a tea, will you participate? Uh, only if the tea is Coca-Cola, <laughs> maybe. Oh, do y'all? Uh, Y'all have those things like where you have dad-daughter events? Mm-hmm. So what if y'all have a dad-daughter tea? No, we wouldn't do that. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't England. <laughs> fair. Fair enough. We do dances. <clears throat> yeah? Yep. Uh, which, oh, never mind. I'm not going to go there. Um, tea means gossip. Did not know that. Gossip. So if you're spilling tea, you're spilling the gossip. <laughs> There you go. Oh my God. Something new every what day. What goober came up with that? <laughs> they should probably crawl back in their hole. <laughs> yeah. Crawl under the rock they're living in with all the other homeschoolers. <laughs> I can say that, folks. I was a homeschooler. Uh, Tyler can't, but he does anyway. Uh, I, can't, I can't spell it because I went to public school. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, what we got? Uh, Colin one, two. Three to, nah, three Colin to one. two. Oh, yeah. Two to one. There Tyler one. Whatever. Two to one. All right, question number four. Here we go. Uh, the word is woke. Tyler. Woke is being socially and culturally conscious. Well done. Nailed it. Uh, the definition says enlightened about social issues. Got him. There you go. Oh, spot on. Social. Now, here's the deal. Now, if y'all are tied up again, two to two, so I've got to find another one. Um, <laughs> let's see Good here. Good luck to you. Yeah, I know. I've got to actually find one that will be appropriate. All right, we'll go easy. Ready? Yup. First one to get it. The word is dead. 
Huh? <laughs> uh, yes, Colin. Colin is going to say that dead is when something is... You've been laughing so hard at a joke or something that's happened that just... You're just dead because you're laughing so much. It's hilarious. Incorrect. Ugh. Dead means that you're so weak from a joke or embarrassment <laughs> that you can't even stand it. So the same thing I just said, Tyler. Except better. Except better. <laughs> the Colin. Also incorrect. <laughs> Oh, I tried to give an easy one. Overwhelmed or exhausted? Not what my definition is. (laughs) All right, here we go. Uh, How about this one? Drip. Dripping. Yes. Drip refers to style. What kind of style? Good style. If you get this word that's on this definition, you win every game we will ever play in the future. Um, Exquisite style. Fresh style. That's a good word. That's not the one that's on here, though. All right, here we go. That's close enough. We're going to give Tyler the win just because y'all are killing us Boy. Here. The word was... What's it start with? Oh. Oh? Oh. Oh. I don't know. He got nothing. All right. Flashy or ostentatious? Yeah, I've never, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> never heard that word before in my life. I went to public school. But hey, you knew drip or dripping. I did. It's the important stuff there. All right, well done, Tyler Wins. Three to two. I think that puts you up in the overall. Uh, standings. As usual. Yeah. Mm. The Colin can't keep up. There you go. Uh, the Colin is losing now 3-2. to two. I think it's 3-2. Three 3-2? Two. Three two? Yeah. There you go. 3-2. Uh, I think we're playing to five or something. I don't know. All right. So, Tyler, if you just hurry up and win the next two, we don't have to do this ever again. Uh, that works. All yeah. Right. Y'all are just dragging your precious little feet on it. So, here's what we're going to do today uh, as we get into some uh, – some real content. Um, I've got a list here that I found on the good old www dot uh, internet. <laughs> Since Tyler was unsure what I was talking about there. Internet.com. Yeah, the internet.com. Uh, and, and what it was is it is just the top 15 things that teenagers ask about when given the chance to do so anonymously. So uh, we're just going to work through this list. Uh, we're not going to get to all 15 today, obviously. We may take a few weeks to, to work through them, but we'll just start at number one. Throw out some answers to it. Uh, this is not, um, you know, these these questions aren't in any specific category necessarily. Uh, they're just a bunch of random questions that students ask. So let's throw them out there. We'll chat about them, uh, see what Scripture says about them, and uh, go from there. So the first question on here possibly is the biggest question uh, in the whole list, and that is, how do I know what God's will is? Mm. How do you know what God's will is? Bullet point question under that, have y'all figured out what God's will for your life is? I have. There you go, 50%. Looking good. So, Tyler, since you have, how have you figured that out? 
because I believe that God's word reveals what his will is for your life. So whenever I get that, got that question or I get that question, um, I always tend to, to go to the first uh, knee-jerk reaction, which is I think we over-spiritualize what God's will is. I think we're looking for riding in the clouds or a rock to scream out to us or... Or maybe a donkey that, like, stops us in the road and says, this is God's will for your that's life. Right. That's right. Balaam. Or have a dream or something like that. And I think we over-spiritualize it. And so um, I would recommend this book called Just Do Something by Kevin DeYoung. It's a phenomenal book. Um, I encourage all of our collegiates and young pros at church to go read it because that's usually a crucial time in their life um, where they're trying to decide careers, getting married, dating for marriage, all that kind of fun stuff. Like, what do I do? Who do I date? Is this who God wants me to date? Is this a job I'm supposed to take? And the same goes with teenagers. I mean, um, what am I supposed to do after high school? What is this girl that I'm dating? The girl I'm supposed to date? What you know? And so, the whole premise of the book is is just what I just said. We over spiritualize stuff, and sometimes, a lot of the times, God just wants you to just do something. Like you don't have to over spiritualize it. But one of my favorite passages to go through to go to is this. So, what is God's will for your life? First Corinthians ten thirty one says this. Paul writes, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. I think it's pretty simple. Yeah. And universal applies to everything. I mean, it says do all. Not just do a few things or not just do your your church things or not just do the things well that, you know, involve other followers of Christ, but do all things. Right. So if you're in band, do do it well to the glory of God. If you're in Baseball, football, work, whatever, you know, and dating. F- and for that time, for that person, God's will for you is to do it well to God's glory. That's right. Yeah, I think the reason that I uh, was quick to say no is because I think that God's will um, is a daily thing. You know, there's going to be different things that God has in store for you on a daily basis. And do I know what tomorrow brings? No. Does Tim know what tomorrow brings? No. Tyler? No. Um, You know, it says in Luke that we have to take up our cross daily. Um, So we have to put, um, you know, we have to put Christ first in our life on a daily basis. And that is God's will for every one of his children, is to put him first and whatever the day may bring, we are to, you know, do it, conquer it, whatever it may be, to the glory of God. So I think there's two, kind of two tracks here. Um, there's the big picture track, which I think both of those answers speak to, right? Big picture, everybody has the exact same responsibilities in life. And like Tyler said, that's to do everything to God's glory. Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Uh, John 15 is one of the passages I go to, and that's the one where Jesus is talking about uh, the vine and the branches. Uh, He says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Um, If any man uh, abides in me, right? He's talking about abiding in him. So, you know, to do God's will or to find God's will equals abiding in him. And as we abide in him on a daily basis, we find out the specifics of what, what God's will is. And that's kind of the second piece of it, right? You got the 
the big picture uh, of God's will, which is to follow him, honor him, abide in him. And then you got the more the detailed stuff, right? What each and every day looks like. Should I play baseball? Should I play soccer? Should I take this job? Should I marry this girl? Should I do all these other things? Right? We may not know the specifics of that in advance, but what we do know is we're supposed to honor God in it. And so that should lead us into the uh, correct decision. Yeah, and there's one individual verse that I know you know, a lot of people, it might be their favorite verse, their life verse, whatever, is the Jeremiah 29:11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. A lot of people including myself, um, have just got to the point where I just have to cling on to that. You know, there are times when it's going to get tough. You know, you're not real sure what tomorrow brings. You're not real sure what it's going to look like next week. But hold on to that verse and know that God's got you. Because it's not about us and what we can figure out or decide. It's about trusting in faith that uh, the Lord will take care of it and will handle it. I know for me personally, uh, I guess about a year ago, I uh, had a pretty big life, um, uh, some decisions to make uh, occupationally, right? I was working uh, in the business world, pretty big company, um, good paycheck, big paycheck. And I could have either stayed with that company, uh, I could have um, gone to work in ministry and quit at the company I was working for. I could have done kind of a hybrid uh, between the two. I could have kept working for the big company, still done some ministry stuff, uh, or I could have quit with the company, done ministry stuff, gone back to school, which is ultimately what I chose. And so with any of those options, right, I don't think uh, God was necessarily saying, hey, you have to pick this option, because if you pick either of these other options, I am now displeased with you and will discipline you for that choice. Right? And I think a lot of times we get in those situations, kind of to Tyler's point, and we say, okay, well, you know, I've got to figure out what God's will is for this particular situation, and if I don't do it, God's going to punish us. Well, that's, I don't think that's correct, and I don't see anywhere in Scripture that would uh, affirm that or back that up. But what we do see is, in the Corinthians passage in John 15, just the idea that whatever decision we're going to make, we need to be sure that it is honoring Christ and that it is uh, being decided from a place of uh, abiding with him. So, big picture, God's will for your life, every single person out there is to honor him, glorify him. The more specific, detailed look at individual lives, uh, the decisions, as long as they're honoring Christ and pleasing him, I think they are probably within God's will. That's question number one. Boom. Fourteen more, here we go. Four hours later. <laughs> All right, this is a totally different kind of question, okay? Uh, related to music. How can you tell what kind of music is good and what kind of music is bad? Mm. Define bad and good. <laughs> I'll just throw out this answer right here that maybe defines good and bad and maybe answers the whole question. I feel like good would be the music that brings glory to Christ. Bad would be the music that doesn't. There's your answer, Tim. So what music brings glory to Christ and what music does not? Do you want me to just start listing them off because I can do that? (laughs) Yeah, that's really what we're looking forward to here. That's what everybody who is listening to this right now wants to know. 
Mm. Didn't we reference the old uh, Miley Cyrus last week Miley. about her her new song? What Taylor is? Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah. My bad. They're my basically bad. the same person. They're the same person. Yeah. What does that fall into your category? I'm going to say if you have to ask, then it's probably not glorifying to God. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, I mean, not to get on a soapbox, but I think that, I mean, I see it so much in the in the Christian world is so many people want to see how thin of ice they can walk on. They want to see, well, if I listen to this music, it doesn't it doesn't have cuss words in it. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you have to categorize like Tyler's saying, if you have to think about it and question it, it's probably not good to start with. But at the same time, you know, how does that? Is it impacting your life? Is it make, is it changing the way you perceive others? And I think that could lead to your answer that you're looking for in, is this music in particular good or bad? I feel like it kind of goes back to what we were talking about a few weeks ago uh, when we had the discussion about uh, how Christians should disagree with each other. Because this is one of those things that folks disagree about. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got family one over here that is hey, you can only listen to Christian music. You got family, too, that says, hey, even that's bad. You know, if you got drum kit in it, it's of the devil. Classic hymnal. Uh, oh, there you Lord. go. That's Uncle those COCs Pellas. out there. <laughs> those are my Church of Christ. There you go. <laughs> and then you got folks uh, just as dedicated to Christ and wanting to follow him just as, as much and, you know, who say you can listen to whatever you want, country, rap, alternative, blues you know it doesn't matter just listen to whatever so each of those different uh, families they all love Jesus but they all have different uh, values when it comes to music are any of them more right than the others not necessarily but when you know family one now starts to look down on family three and say hey well you know I'm following Jesus more because I only listen to classic music that's when you're not disagreeing properly mm-hmm. um, in a way that is honoring to God. So in that situation, even your classical music that has no drum kit, <clears throat> I would say even that is not bringing glory and honor to Christ. Yep. We, I grew up in the era, like I'm sure you did too, Tim, where you go off on the youth retreats or whatever. Like, you listen to this music, you need to go home and burn your CDs, boy. And I'm like, I can't tell you how many, how much money in CDs that I've burned or broken. <laughs> and like, now that I look back, I'm like, God, you're such an idiot. <laughs> I <laughs> like, mean, if, if that was today, you could have sold it on Facebook garage sale or something. Like acting out of like <laughs> gut knee jerk reaction. And so like, I think you gotta be careful with it, man. Like just because it's not Chris Tomlin or Shane and Shane doesn't make it evil. I, I always, I always look at it through the lens of what, what is the message like so, whenever I listen to the song, what what is it evoking in my mind? Is it evoking things that would not honor the Lord? I mean, there's songs out there that are not explicitly Christian songs that are not dishonoring to God. I mean, you, it's just good music, right? And let's just—I'm just gonna throw this out there. I'm just gonna say it. Ninety-nine percent of Christian music is garbage. I'm just saying it. I, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Tim's probably gonna edit this out. But anyways, like. I mean, it's yeah. just bad music, I don't music, know if man. I would agree with that percentage. But okay, yeah, not, yeah I mean, maybe it, not the percentage. That's not a fair percentage. But a lot of it's yeah. crap, man. Yeah. It's just not good music. Yeah. And so I do appreciate guys like King's Kaleidoscope and Ghost Ship and Citizens and all these uh, and these different Christian bands out on the on the West Coast who are actually making good music 
that's like pleasing to listen to, but it is also explicitly uh, glorifying to the Lord through their uh, through their hymnody and their lyricism. Is that a word? We just, just made, made it one. one. <laughs> Maybe in the public schools it is. Yeah, that's right. So, all that to say, there are good Christian music. There's good Christian bands out there. And ultimately, it comes back to what Paul says in Philippians. You know, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. You know, if if the music we're listening to does not point us in those directions, and if it is causing our minds to think about that which is unpure, or that which is not honorable, or that which is dishonest, right? If our music is leading us in that direction, I would say it's not honoring to Christ, and we shouldn't listen to it. That applies to Christian, country, alternative, whatever it is, and the vice, you know, vice versa is true. If it is something that is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, and leads us in that direction, um, then I think you can make the argument that regardless of the genre, uh, it can be pleasing to Christ. Yeah. And it's like it's like a lot of things. Um, it's the boiling frog effect. Yeah. Uh, you ever heard about that? Yeah. So you throw a frog in boiling water, he jumps right out. But if you throw a frog in um, room temperature water and you slowly turn the heat up, you slowly turn it up, I mean, the picture is the frog dies, you know, because he doesn't notice that it's just getting hotter and hotter and hotter. So you slowly, music is one of those things where you can slowly, okay, I'm going to listen to this. Okay, it's getting a little worse, but it's okay. You can just slowly get into it to where, you know, you look up, and I'm I'm saying this because I've done it. You know, I look up and I'm listening to, well, this song, oh, it has 58 cuss words in it. and But hey, no, the music's good. Yeah, it's but it sounds great it. on my subs or whatever, but... You know, no, that the boiling frog effect, I've been so, um, you know, just overrun with it over however many um, times I've listened to it or whatever. And But that can that can happen in uh, in the Christian faith with tons of different things, um, not just music. Yeah. It's good. Next. Question number three. <laughs> Here we go. This one. So go break all your Drake CDs. Drake can wait. Drake can wait. Yeah. I really don't like Canadian rappers. <laughs> Just kidding. What about candy rappers? Candy rappers. <laughs> They're okay. <laughs> they always end up in the trash, so where Drake belongs. <coughs> Sorry. Let's continue. Question number three. Here you go. What do you do if you have parents or siblings who are living the wrong way? How do you avoid uh, the wrong influences when you have to live with them? That's a good one. <coughs> Call that sin out. <laughs> I think I would start with, let's start with the parent side of things, right? Because how we interact with our parents should always be different than how you interact with your siblings. There is a biblical uh, mandate for honoring our parents regardless of how they live. What does honoring your parents, regardless of how they live, look like? I think that's something that you can't put just a blanket answer over and apply to every situation. Obviously, it depends on the situation. Um, But we are responsible to honor them, to respect them. doesn't mean we can't disagree with them if they are doing things that are pointing us away from Christ. 
but it has to be done in honor and respect. So I think that's where you got to start, right? Where do you go from there, though, right, in, in a practical working out of that respectful disagreement? I think it's like, uh, you know, there are times when, um, you know, going door to door and sharing your faith is necessary, but there are also times when just living your life day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour, just living your life as an example of Christ, you know, we're, we're called to do that. So you may totally disagree with your parents. Who knows? They might totally deny Christ and not be in the Christian faith, but you are. Well, it starts with, you know, if you if you do want to see that change, them change, it starts with just you living your faith out day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, and them just noticing that. Uh, I can't tell you, you know, how many stories I've heard over the years about so-and-so coming to Christ. Was it one day that it just magically happened? No, it was just me living my life. Or, you know, that person saying that they were just living their life for Christ and how it affected that other person. And the end all is they wanted what that person had. They saw the joy that Christ can bring to a person's life, the peace, um, the stability. And so what I would say is just live your life every day like you belong to the king of the universe. And if you, you know, if we are honoring our parents in those situations, they're going to see that and they're going to notice it. And they will hopefully see Jesus in that. Mm-hmm. If you're not, right, if, the, if you just say, hey, my parents don't believe in Jesus. They're doing all these things that I don't agree with. So I'm just going to totally, you know, trash everything that they say because, you know, under the guise of, well, it's not following Scripture, so I can now disrespect and dishonor them. Well, they're also going to notice that. And so they're going to say, or they're going to see you, who is claiming to be a follower of Christ, living in a way that is dishonoring to them, and that's going to paint a bad picture of Jesus. So, yeah, we definitely have the responsibility then to uh, live in a way that honors Christ. Again, going back to Tyler's verse from a few minutes ago in 1 Corinthians, whatever you do, you're doing it all to the glory of God. Uh, That includes uh, living with parents who may not believe in Christ. And again, this question is specific to those parents who aren't following Jesus. You know, this isn't just a, well, yeah, my parents believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus, but we disagree on how that looks in our house. That's not what we're talking about at all. So don't don't take this to now mean that you can go just disagree with your folks about everything. That's not it at all. This is specific to those parents who don't follow Christ and students or children who do. Good answer, Tim. <laughs> Tyler, were you on Facebook over there? Uh, checking my email, actually. There you go. <laughs> hey, we're just keeping it real, guys. Just yep. keeping it real. Keeping it real. <laughs> just so busy over here, the Tyler getting all these emails to like the Colin. <laughs> I just want to be like the Colin. Uh, so the, the kind of follow-up question to that third one was, how do you avoid wrong influences when you live with them? So, again, making the assumption that either a parent or a sibling doesn't follow Christ and are actively influencing you in a way that takes you away from what you know to be true to Scripture. How do you practically live that out? Uh, I would say, first and foremost, that you should practically be washing yourself with Scripture continually. 
thinking on it, meditating on it, memorizing it. So when temptations do pop up, like Jesus, how did he combat it? With scripture. And so to, um, I mean, it's just a practical way to do it. And also, I don't, it just depends. Every scenario is different. But you, if you have unbelieving parents, but they're kind of apathetic on what you do, so you can go to church if you want. You, I don't care. You know, I would say, yeah, you definitely need to be around a community of believers who can be that support for you. Because I've known. Yeah, that's big. I know a girl, grew up with a girl in church, um, still around her, whose parents are unbelievers. And they've it's always been that way since she was in youth group and all the way through college and now into adulthood. And, and she's always surrounded herself with a community of believers to surround herself with to to bear that burden of having unbelieving parents because that's a heavy burden to bear to also to point her to her ultimate hope to remind her of who she is as um is her in her identity as a jesus follower and the list goes on and on so yeah so the responsibility that one out the saurus uh so the responsibility there is yeah, to seek out other godly influences. Because, yeah, the, you're absolutely right. If this is a question that you are asking, then it's tough if you're not surrounding yourself with folks that have the same values and um, desires as you do. So if all you have is these negative influences at home, that's going to be a lot more difficult to survive than if you do, as Tyler was talking about, and seek out good godly influences to stand alongside you as you deal with this yeah i'm not saying that it is not totally unattainable but i i I just do not see how a person can live this christian life to the fullest by being the the lone wolf uh, being out on an island by themselves so to speak to surround yourself with like-minded people around you and if you are in a situation where you absolutely 100 percent can't surround yourself then like Tyler said you got to surround yourself with the word of God and you have to dwell in it and you have to meditate on it and it has to you know it has to be in your blood it has to seep out of you so to speak Um, otherwise uh, the enemy who is very real is going to uh, is going to eat you up because that is what he is out to do to kill and destroy so First Peter actually speaks to this in the context of husbands and wives. And First Peter chapter 3, uh, verse 1, uh, 1 and 2 says, Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, that means the word of God or scripture, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. So I think you can apply that exact same thing um, to children, uh, to parents, to adults, to siblings, whatever it is, uh, the idea of that passage right there and what Paul was communicating, not Paul, what Peter was communicating uh, through inspiration of the Holy Spirit is um, that when we live in a certain way in accordance to Scripture, in accordance to Jesus working in our lives, those around us will see that and will be drawn to Christ. And so that's ultimately our responsibility, whether our parents don't believe, whether our siblings don't believe, whether your friends don't believe, whoever it is, right? Apply that exact same thing to anybody. Our responsibility as followers of Christ uh, is to um, immerse ourselves in Scripture and then let that 
flow out from us so that others will see Jesus in us. And then at that point, right after we live the gospel, then we have opportunity to speak the gospel, which is key. And your rhythms with your unbelieving parents as you're sitting at the dinner table, as you're riding to the grocery store, as you're hanging out wherever. Yep. So there you go. Hopefully that's been helpful. Uh, That's the first three questions. Uh, There's about 12 more that we'll get to in the next couple weeks. But before we do, let's wrap this thing up with another edition of the Guinness Book of World Record Update. Cue the cool music. Um, so I'll be honest with you guys. I'm coming up with these Guinness World Record updates like just totally out of the blue, random. So if y'all have <laughs> any cool... Going with that. I thought you were going to be like, I've been making these up all along. <laughs> no. I'm just going to be honest with you. If y'all, have any, uh, if y'all have any cool Guinness World Records you want me to talk about, y'all just email us because I'd love to talk about whatever y'all are thinking about. Because today I made a rubber band ball in the office at work. If that tells you how cool my day was at work. <laughs> and I just got to thinking. I was like, I wonder what the Guinness World Record of rubber band is. This is what your insurance is. money goes to, people. <laughs> rubber band ball making. So the largest rubber band ball of all time was achieved actually in Chicago. And this sucker was five feet tall five feet wide and that you know that's impressive don't get me wrong but what i found really impressive was the fact that it weighed four thousand five hundred and ninety four pounds there's like there's like these mega strong sculpted men trying to move this thing and they're like barely able to roll it it's do you have a picture of this i do have a picture of it awesome we'll put it up on the old social it will definitely be going on the social so so there you go. Rubber what are those ball. socials, Tim? I, uh, you know, the social media accounts are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is Tyler's favorite part of Where the whole episode. Where can you episode. find those, Tim? Tyler, have you ever visited our social media accounts? <laughs> Where, what are those, Tim? <laughs> like I said, people go visit our social media accounts, and you will have done something Tyler has not. <laughs> we are at Facebook Fluent Grace Podcast, Instagram Fluent Grace Podcast, Twitter at Fluent Grace Pod. Not the cast. It wasn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, go visit our social media accounts. <laughs> oh, well, I'm doing it right now. Put a comment on there too, Tyler. So, uh, if you would, go view us on all of those different platforms. Leave us a comment. Uh, follow, like, do whatever you do on that. Uh, email account. Colin mentioned email. Send us a question. If you have specific questions you want us to talk about on the podcast, hit us up at fluentgracepodcast at gmail.com. We will get to that, and we will discuss it. So had somebody uh, send me a question earlier today. So uh, we'll get to that here in the next couple of weeks. So. I just posted on the social media account, Tim. There you go, people. Go view our social media account. And I liked account, it. And Tyler will have a comment there. It says Tyler was here, and I liked it myself. <laughs> Everybody go like Tyler's it's post. It's a new level of narcissism. Share the right love. There. If Tyler is your favorite member of the Fluent Grace podcast, Go to our uh, Facebook account and let them know. Oh, I need to unlike that then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's all for today, folks. We'll be back next week with episode number 12. Until then, have a good one. Gooses. Adios. Adios.